Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for giving your Holy Spirit, Lord, and giving him freely to those who desire it, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for giving us your heart, Lord, to desire the things that you desire. As David says, Lord, I hate the things that you hate and love those things that you love. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can also share that love with other people around us, Lord, and bring them closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have you with us as we continue to discuss, well, the book of Acts. So we'd like to thank you already right off the bat for liking this episode, for subscribing on this and any number of the platforms where you can find a day of prayer, and then for sharing this with someone else so they can be blessed as well. And most importantly, grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we also like to thank you for being a faithful listener Amen. Um, to this podcast and, and showing up, you know, tuning in, if you will, logging on, whichever one, however it works for you <laughs> with your, your platform. But we just thank you for being here. We appreciate that. And um, of course, we appreciate the Lord because he is good and he's gracious and he's merciful to us. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for partnering with us as well as you, you know, help us to... Um, by liking, sharing, subscribing, and sharing. So that way you can help us uh, get boosted, if you will. We know it's the Lord first and foremost, but we thank you for your participation in that also as, you know, these, the rankings and all these algorithms and so on and so forth, um, you know, get this podcast elevated or higher in those, those things so more people can listen mm-hmm. around the globe and be blessed and grow in relationship with Christ, that the mm-hmm. gospel would be preached throughout the four corners of the earth. Amen. And if you have questions, um, leave them in the comments, and we look forward to seeing that. If you have questions, you have thoughts, leave them in the comments. Comments and, mm-hmm. and or just email us directly at ministryatadayofprayer.org, which, of course, you can do, or through our website, adayofprayer.org. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, love to connect with you, and, um, you know, build our relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. but that uh, all being said, let's get into the word because that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to reread Acts chapter four, verses 23 through 31. Who'd like to cover on that section of scripture? I will. All right, promise. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why do the nations rage and why, why, sorry, and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed, whom you anointed, 
both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever you had, to do what, whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word, by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start off by opening the floor for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and, of course, to ask any questions that you may have. So, who would like to take the lead on that? I guess I will. All right, LaCharles. Um, the first thing that the Lord showed me was that in the first verse, the Lord pointed out that when they came back, they shared everything that had happened to them. And the Lord was instantly reminding me of how it was that with this, although they were the apostles like Peter and John, technically it, they were higher up and there wasn't ranks really, but they were going out and I'd say pastoring people and bring them into it. And, but the Lord showed me that even at this stage in their life, and though they're respon- they were responsible to bringing people in, they still had to come. And sometimes they needed the extra prayer of other people to help them. And it wasn't because they weren't listening. That's what the Lord wanted me to show. It's not just to pass the buck on to somebody else and say, you listen <laughs> for me. You just tell me what the Lord says, and you go roll off. But he was saying it was to come together to make sure we are hearing accurately everything that the Lord is saying. Mm. That's an interesting perspective. Uh, a couple of them. One about, you said, shepherding, right? Yes. Typically associated with pastoring. Uh, but these are apostles, right? That's yes. the office that they're walking. And what does an apostle do? I'm yes, not I know. Really sure. Okay, so, so today, it oftentimes gets, I'll say, interpreted for apostles as they go plant churches or start churches, right? Yes. And, and there is an element, an aspect of that, right? But in order to start the church, and this is where you get the actual role of an apostle, it is to take the word of the Lord and make it binding. What do you mean by that when you say Binding. Binding is, this is the word of the Lord, and this is what we are going to follow. We are not going to deviate from it. This is what the word says, based on all the scripture and or the word of the Lord received through, or or I'll say, through the prophets, through prophetic unction, and saying, we are going to uphold this. This is what we are going to use as a baseline to operate from. Okay, so... So it establishes structure... Okay. And the Lord's design. Okay. And break how can you establish a church or any anything without there being a structure with which to follow and adhere to? So they're taking the word of the Lord, again, both written and spoken, whether they have heard from him directly or through a prophet, and they're saying, This is what we are going to do and how we are going to apply this in the church. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So, um, and let's look at this. If you were even to look at right from a, 
a business term of scaling, right? It started out with 120 people. And now, about 8,000 of, and this is just males, 8,000 have been added in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's significant. That, that would be almost overwhelming if there is no structure in place. But hallelujah, praise the Lord. He's always given us a structure. He gave us a structure from the beginning. And yes, it requires that every person be a participant, which is the next point that you brought up. It wasn't, the, I'll say, if I make sure I, I understand what you were saying, they weren't just relegating or delegating their authority and responsibility on the people, but they were making themselves, holding themselves accountable to the Lord and to everyone else. But it also comes with the responsibility from everyone else to hear from the Lord for themselves and say, when they're testifying of what's happened, right? Yes. Both the situation and circumstance, but also what the Lord did in the situation so that the people can say, yep, I'm hearing from the Lord and, and he's confirming that that was handled correctly or nope, these things need to be tweaked or fine-tuned, right? Yes. Is that, do I have that correctly? Yes, and it, I was also um, getting at the fact that with a corporate prayer, it's not just we come together to pray about a certain issue, but it's also to have the will of the Lord known. Because mm. I know sometimes I may... Like mommy says, there's somebody who plants in another, and then there's another person who waters. So what the Lord will show me is that come by coming together, they were getting everything they need. Not one person had all the answers for this situation. And that's what we see here because if we look back um, when the Holy Spirit first fell, it said they were all in perfect unison because they were doing what the Father wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we see they're in perfect unison again because this is what the Father wanted them to do in light of the situation they just went through. Well, that's that's the next verse. That's verse 32. Oh, sorry. We, ha- we haven't quite gotten that far yet in, in our reading. But, but yes, it does talk about how they were of, again, one heart and one soul or being in one accord, right? Yes. Okay. And so the the reference this, that's a scripture that I reference, First uh, Corinthians chapter three verses, um, let's say five through eight says, "Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants." And he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And there's other scriptures that reference this this concept, but this is a God thing. He sends vessels that he uses to sow the word in the earth, right? And then to someone else he'll have come behind them to water that word and speak more encouragement towards it. And God is the one who causes the person to grow. And it's the Holy Spirit who draws the human to Christ to receive salvation. It's not me. I can't draw you to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but Holy Spirit can. And I can allow him to speak through me his word into your heart according to what he knows is needed in your life or whomever's life. And he is the one who is doing the work of that. So it's not my yes. personal. And I, I tell you, there's any life and truth to it that comes from the Lord. Yes. Okay. 
and it was also pointing out that we each have a role. It's not just the role of the pastor to hear for, from the Lord for what the church is supposed to be doing, but each is supposed to go and seek the Lord for it personally mm. and together. So you mean it's not like Moses and the children of Israel. Moses, you go up and get the word from the Lord, and we'll just stay down here and build a golden calf and then, you know, mm. make you angry so you break the, the stone tablets, if you will. Well, but in there also you have to look at, at well, I'll say Moses, but Moses should have examined himself, right? Yes, Why definitely. Why did, did he not rein his own emotions in, right, and mm-hmm. operate yes. with the fruit of the Spirit? Right? Right. Because he he had received the Holy Spirit. So, self-control, right? Yes. Okay. So, that that must be there as well. But yes, you are correct in the the aspect of here in Acts and how the Lord meant for it all along, which was that personal relationship with each person. That each person was... I'll say, had a place and a, and a, not even just a sense of belonging, but a role and a part in the ministry and in the body of Christ. Not just to hear the words from, well, in this case, in Acts, the apostles, right? But to hear for and from the Lord for themselves. So hear the word of the Lord through the apostles, but they could hear. And for themselves. Directly from the Lord Himself. So, uh, let's look at let's look at that. Well, be- well, oh. the, with that, there's there's this I'm is sorry, this is important. You off, no, no, I just I want to bring this up it's and okay. complete the thought, and then so they are made or brought in as part of the solution, right? Not just yes. to to complain or to to bring up issues, right? But they have a role in the solution, and this is important, and because. You'll find the same thing, the same structure as design as we were discussing, carried out in chapter six, when there was the issue of over food and who was being fed first and the amounts given, and the focus or what the apostles said was what said we we're going to focus on prayer and scripture, right? Yes. We're going to separate ourselves and focus on prayer and scripture, and you guys the rest of the body of the congregation. You're going to sort this out, and this is what you're looking for, right? Yes. Okay. So, in other words, they had a role and a responsibility, and the apostles were holding them to that, as in step into the role fully. There's an encouragement. There's a, you know, um, yeah, encouragement, I think, is just the right word. You know, hey, fully step into the the place and the role the Lord has for you. It's not that you're dictating and you're, mm-hmm. you know, usurping authority, right? That's right. We should examine ourselves in that, but it's a, look, we have, we also have a role in the functioning, the day-to-day functioning of the body of Christ. So let's carry that out in excellence as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So forgive me, honey, continue. Um, did anybody else have something they wanted to say? Layla? You can go ahead, Molly. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Layla. It's okay. Go ahead. Oh, but, Dad, you mentioned an interesting point about um, Moses and his emotions. And it, the Lord reminded me of when I first got saved. I thought, woo, Lord. I got saved, and then I got baptized of the Holy Spirit. I, and then the Lord was just going to take care of everything. I didn't have to 
watch myself for my emotions and <laughs> keep myself and make sure and constantly check with the Lord that I'm in step with him. The Holy Spirit was going to do it. Like he's just going to descend upon me and move me how he wants to. And life is going to be good. But there was still a role that we ha- that I have to play. And just like the apostles and all the way back to Moses, even they had a role to play. They still had to check with the Lord and go, Lord, am I? Am I in step with you? Am, am I doing this correctly? And he'll say, yes, you are. Keep going. Or no, you're not. Come here, son or daughter. I need You need to fix this. We need to fine-tune some things or tweak some things, right? Yes. Okay. And so the Lord was sharing with me. That was important that we remembered that, that the Lord wasn't going to um, move you like a puppet. He will use you if you're willing, but you still have to put in the effort and the work for it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Anybody else? I don't have anything. Well, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, thank you. The the thought that I had when you were talking about them coming together in one accord, it reminded me of this is God's structure. You can see it throughout um creation if you will you can see it throughout um the way he started in genesis all the way through um ecclesiastes chapter 4 says um verses 9 uh through 12 it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor if they fall one will lift up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls for he who has no one to help him up I'm sorry, for he has no one to help him up again. If two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So when you think about um, man in the garden, right? Man and woman were sharing one body at a time, literally in the same physical housing. And when they were created and God said, that's not good. I want them to have separate dwelling places, physical bodies, so that they can help each other maintain what I said and help encourage each other back to God, right? Back to God and his instruction. And um, when the adversary comes, because God knows, if he knows the end from the beginning, he wasn't surprised by the devil showing up in the garden. Um, But he said they would help each other overpower Satan, right? That's That's the principle that God was operating and put in place in um, in creation. So you also see that in the body of Christ, um, we are here to help strengthen each other and hold each other. And I'll say accountable, but I don't mean it in the way of we're, you know, pointing daggers at each other, got a knife to your throat. If you step one, I owe it out of here. I'm slicing you up. That's not what God asked us to do. He's saying to, um, help strengthen and encourage each other, support each other in prayer. Um, and you see the apostle Paul asking for, continued prayer that he may preach the word of God with boldness and continue to do the work and that the word of God would go forward as it's intended to. You see that as he's writing to the the various churches, because this is God's way. He loves intercession. He put us together to help strengthen and encourage one another. That's the purpose of the fivefold um, or the ministry as a whole, but also of the body of Christ. Iron sharpens iron so that we're all continuing to uplift each other and move forward in the things of God. You know, you could even look at a human body. 
my legs and my arms aren't fighting each other. You know, I'm not just sitting here all day punching my punching my legs and then my foot's kicking my arms. That doesn't happen. But yet we see that take place in a, a proverbial way, if you will, in the body of Christ. This pastor's trying to tear this pastor down. This one's over here talking against this one. And they're not helping uh, fulfill and push forward the word of God and boldness. They're not praying for each other and edifying when God designed us to do just that. Can we, can we go a step further? They're not demonstrating the love of God. Right. The unity that God desires in the body, which is what you see happening here. That's why the Holy Spirit showed up again, right? And poured out a fresh pouring of his spirit because this is how the body was designed to operate. And the, the signs and wonders proceeded. The word of God proceeded just as God intended because it wasn't a competition. It wasn't them backbiting and trying to devour each other. That's actually a principle of Satan. But mm-hmm. God is a God who, he does not a condoning of sin, God. He's not winking at sin and going, well, you're doing this wrong. It's all right. But he's saying, restore such a one in love. Restore each other in love. Um, we're not made to fight our own body, right? That's why the Lord says to the husband concerning the wife, love your wife as your own body, as Christ loved the church and give yourself for her. Whoever, what person hates their own flesh. But sometimes we try to separate the structure that God, he he puts in place and go, okay, that's only for this. That's only for that. It's okay for me to bite and devour you because you're just the body of Christ. Well, but if you're biting and devouring over here, you're going to do that in your household too. But the, the structures, while they have unique placements, this is the same concept. God is putting it together in a body, in a unit to function together in agreement with him and each other, carrying out the purpose and the plan of God. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, and then also, <clears throat> as you mentioned, the Charles, you, I think you, honey, and the Charles, you both said this, that they have to be fulfilling their role. Mm-hmm. Something that has stood out in my mind as I'm, I'm watching this first part of Acts is Peter um, doing what God told him to do. You know, I've, I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit brought to his remembrance the instruction that um, the Lord Jesus gave him when before he went to the cross. He said to him, um, this is Luke chapter 22. Uh, let me get there. Chapter 22, verses 31 through 32. And, you know, the Lord's talking about he's going to the cross and Peter's, you know, letting the Lord know that uh, he's mistaken in his thoughts. And um, the Lord said to him, he says, uh, verse 31, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So the good thing about the Lord and the Holy Spirit in particular is that he brings to our remembrance all things that the God that God has said to us, that the Lord has said to us, and he doesn't bring to our remembrance our wrongdoing. How can he do both of those things together? That's an amazing, <laughs> um, amazing feat and fact about God. He can bring up his word to us without bringing the sin and the shame of the mm-hmm. circumstance that it was brought with. But this right here where he told him, when you come back, uh, you got there's a call on your life. You're going to do this, strengthen your brother. And then he tells them again when they went out fishing um, after Peter denied Jesus and did exactly what the Lord said would happen. He told he told them to um, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, 
feed my sheep as he was restoring him and going, hey, I still said what I said concerning you. I still meant what I said. You're going to do what I asked you to do in a way of encouraging him, not forcing him, but saying this is still available to you. This is still in you. My call, I did not take it back. And then you see Peter doing that. Um, I just, I love to watch that journey because there's no difference in the apostle Peter being called by God and restored by God and, you know, used by God than there is for us. God is no respecter of persons. Yes, he has a role that this was Peter's job in this time and season, but he has a unique role for us. And that role for us, he is willing to, ready and able to fulfill and he didn't change his mind about it. So that blesses me. Absolutely. And it should be a blessing for each and every one of us, right? If we are outside of his will or have not yet entered into a relationship with the Lord, we can repent. We can, I'll say acknowledge, but it's really recognizing him for who he is, holding him in a right perspective. He is Lord and Savior. Absolutely. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. He is Lord and Savior. King of kings, Lord of lords, creator of heaven and earth. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. We can hold him in right perspective and should acknowledge him as those things. And first and foremost with our life. So if we are out of alignment, we can humble ourselves. We can repent, right? And seek the Lord and he will restore us as just like he did Peter. Mm-hmm. And clean us up as he does, wash us white as snow mm-hmm. from the blood that he already shed mm-hmm. and move us forward if we are willing and choose, move us forward in the destiny track that he has for us mm-hmm. to accomplish his will, his plan, his purpose and fulfill his covenant in us throughout the earth. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And um, with that, we're going to pause there for today. Mm-hmm. And uh Can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we were able to enjoy in your presence, Lord. We thank you for the understanding and the wisdom that you've equipped us with today, Lord. We thank you that you're blessing us, Lord, that you're keeping us, that you're causing us to excel and to grow. Lord, we thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you are giving them territory, Lord, that you are expanding them, Lord, that you're blessing them with so much that it overtakes them, Lord, and they don't know what to do but praise you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Lord, to our country, Lord, um, to those that are in our government right now, Lord, that you are watching and that you see, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and the compassion and the mercy that you show to each and every one of us, Lord. And we thank you most of all for the blood of Jesus that's been applied to each and every one of us, Lord, and the Holy Spirit that you have sent to guide us, Lord. That is a promise and a guarantee of your return, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.